0: hello everyone and welcome to western conference wednesday here at locked on nhl today we are going to be discussing jt miller's contract extension with vancouver and maybe vegas is finding themselves again after missing the playoffs for the first time in their short franchise history locked on nhl your daily podcast on the national hockey league part of the locked on podcast network Your team, every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On NHL here on Western Conference Wednesday. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of Locked On Flames and Brett Holden of Locked On Edmonton Oilers. Today we are going to be breaking down the latest contract extension dealt out to uh, JT Miller and of course we have to talk about Vegas because I do feel like we're not giving them enough credit on this show and I'm very excited for Bruce Cassidy to kind of uh, jump into this with a healthy team. But as always, make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on uh, NHL wherever you get your podcasts and of course... Uh, we're on YouTube as well. Brett, how are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm not too bad. It's, uh, I'm feeling the f- fall feel. The fall wind is starting to come in. Every time you look at your weather app, it's like 22 degrees. Yeah. Then you step outside and you get that chill. And you're like, oh, you're lying. You're yep. lying to me. So uh, and then with I'm the trying NH- to make the most of it.
0: Yeah. with the NFL kick off this week? Like hockey is basically back. I feel like yeah. kickoff really just reminds us how much closer we are to hockey season, and it's so great right. to be back.
1: Almost. And college football, too. College, college football, football, yeah. Too. What a weekend we had.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't really watch a lot of college football. I watch from, like, wow. the Twitter timeline. I don't have, like, a, a dedicated school, but I, I love the chaos that ensues. Oh, fantastic. But Vancouver, speaking of chaos, I feel like the dust is settling in Vancouver. And, you know, they've kind of gone through a restructuring, a retooling uh, from their front office to behind the bench. And now on the ice as well, uh, JT Miller has agreed to a seven-year, $56 million contract extension. And uh, so he's going to be making $8 million a year. This
1: surprised me, yeah, yeah, it surprised me too i the interesting thing is well, first of all, we're going to be talking a little bit of underdog pacific teams, I guess today and and I think a lot of people really underestimate this team, and I think j t. Miller is such a, a very important part of a good hockey team. He goes out there and can do it all. He can go and score goals. He can go and protect players. Even though he's not the biggest guy, you still know when JT Miller is out on the ice. He's a fantastic hockey player and somebody that 31 other teams would love to have on their team. Fantastic offensive year as well. Nadie games played 32 goals, 67 assists, 99 points for him. So, I mean, the number is warranted. He's a guy like I mentioned, is a coveted type of player. And for Vancouver to keep a guy like him with the young guys, they have coming up the new guys coming into the group and a guy who has been around the NHL for a little bit. I think it makes a little bit of sense. Maybe I think on the surface, people will go oh it's JT Miller it's not the flashiest name but he, what he does for the organization is is worth that money
0: yeah absolutely and you know I think like the first thing I think of when I saw when I see JT Miller's name is oh trade deadline like that's I feel yeah. like the last few years he has just been consistently on the trading block and now Vancouver I don't know why you would want to trade him especially with what you're trying to you know get back to but um I'm happy for him I think that this is a great deal for him and I really think that this kind of it it makes the Canucks a little bit more competitive because it's Mm -hmm. not you know his contract was going to be up at the end of this year he could have you know re-signed or gone anywhere else But I think him signing a long-term deal really solidifies that the Canucks want to compete. They want to be back in the playoff picture.
1: I 100% agree. To be honest with you, and like you said, just with the amount of trade rumors that JT Miller's had since he became a Canuck even, just it always seemed to me like that would have been the wrong decision. You take a look at their roster, and then after, before they signed Ilya Mikheyev, and obviously before they signed JT Miller to this big deal, there's not much really that imposes, oh, this is, either going to be a, a playoff team or a team that really forces an issue. You know, uh, after Tanner Pearson, really, it goes to Jason Dickinson. There's Curtis Lazar there as well. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin had a hot and cold year last year. There's not a lot. Of, maybe some young guys could have came in. But now you have solidity with or some sort of solidity solid feeling with uh, uh, JT Miller you're, you're able to have him still with your core of Brock Besser and Elias Pettersson and still yeah. kind of have that kind of confidence with them as well and chemistry but then also build with new guys like the Mikheyevs like the Andre Kuzmankos as well who's coming in who will be interesting in the top six but if him and JT Miller can work very well it's going to be an, an exciting forward group in Vancouver
0: yeah, and, you know, I think we've said a few times on this show, don't write Vancouver off. Don't yeah. write them off just yet. I know, again, you can look at a team on paper and say, this team is going to win you the Stanley Cup. But that's not realistic. That's not how it works. They have to go out there and perform. But I just mm-hmm. – I really like what we see with Vancouver. And uh general manager Patrick Alvin said – JT Miller is an impact player in this league, and we are thrilled to have him re-signed with the Canucks long-term. His production last season speaks for itself, and his competitive drive provides a standard to our players that that our players can look up to. He will continue to be a key piece of this team for years to come. Mm -hmm. If he was a key piece before, why were you trying to trade him?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And... uh... I think that also falls into where the identity of the yeah. Canucks were. They didn't they, – for a long time last year, everybody was writing them off. Well, I mean, they, they weren't the best team last year at all. And then all of a sudden, they got on that weird run at the end of the year, and everyone goes, is Vancouver oh. going to make the playoffs?
0: Yeah, and I think it was, like, until, like, the final week.
1: Yeah. They
0: weren't, like, mathematically eliminated.
1: Yeah, and no. so I think it, was, it wasn't until then where they realized, oh, you know what? We do have a competitive team. We do have a team who can go out there and, and play against these big guys. If Brock Besser and Elias Patterson can figure their stuff out, and, and not necessarily in a bad way because when they needed to be, they were there for the Canucks. And mm-hmm. on top of it, they have a fantastic goaltender in Thatcher Demko. A lot of things are adding up there in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, again, don't write them off. Uh, I think, again, the Pacific Division is going to be a lot more competitive this year than it has in years past. And I think that the Central Division and Pacific have kind of flip-flopped in terms of entertainment levels. But coming up next, we are going to be talking about the Pacific Division, or another Pacific Division uh, underdog, quote-unquote underdog, in the Vegas Golden Knights. But before we do that, let me tell you about one of my favorite snacks that Walked On NHL has introduced to me, and that is the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs from Built Bar. They are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have only 160 calories and 15 grams of protein, as well as real cookie dough Chunks in it, so you know when your doctor's like, "Don't eat raw cookie dough." Well, here you can healthily, healthily do it here with built dot uh, with built bar. Built bar um, is just delicious. They're packed with protein, and you can give some love to the new cookie dough chunk bar. Whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat, or if you're like me and always at your desk having a box just under. Or in a drawer, and uh, you can grab the healthy, low calorie, low carb, high in fiber, high in protein built bars for 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order at built.com. Oh man, <laughs> I can't believe that it's already September, and here we I are.
1: Know. There's informal skates happening in Edmonton now with some of the Oilers and, and Matthias Janmark, former Vegas Golden Knight, has just made his way into uh, Edmonton as well. It's starting to feel real. Only 10 more days until training camp.
0: Yeah, I was scrolling on Instagram last night when I couldn't sleep and like a bunch of the Swedish players, which is I mean, basically the entire Flames roster, um, <laughs> The wives and girlfriends were all posting like, "Okay, like I hate to say goodbye like i we're gonna miss it here, but you know it's back to Canada, it's back to you know grind time, and I'm just like, where you were just leaving." <laughs> yeah, my summer went by
1: fast, yeah, oh yeah, no th- th- this this off season went by quick, yeah, at and least at least some of them are going to Vegas and not Calgary for, yeah, for the, exactly. the winter
0: they won't have to worry about having like a heated driveway or anything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vegas did not waste any time this off season, and I think that uh, I didn't realize how many signings they actually had until I opened their website and was like (laughs) okay cool so obviously they bring in bruce cassidy but even before that they trade for jack eichel (laughs) and (laughs) that creates the cap problem for them but they were able to use ltir with mark stone Mm -hmm. now it appears everyone is kind of getting healthy and trending in the right direction uh they do lose robin leonard for presumptually the whole season uh and everyone was like why they're in a lot of trouble there they bring in aiden hill from san jose who um i, I don't think he's a great goaltender but he is <laughs> Some someone to he's a goaltender.
1: Yeah, he's a goaltender. He, he. He is in fact a goaltender.
0: <laughs> he's played in seventy four games and has a uh, goals against average of two seven four and a save percentage of nine oh eight. So again, you're <laughs> I don't want to call him a veteran. You're getting a seasoned yeah. goaltender out of him.
1: A guy who's been around.
0: Yeah, and yeah, then doing some stuff. Phil Kessel. Another guy who's been around is Vegas better than they were last year?
1: I don't know. I <laughs> you know what? What was very difficult for me, and I kind of saw the state of the team was the trade of Pachetti. Uh, I really liked Pachetti in in um, um, Vegas. I, I thought he fit well. I thought he was kind of the embodiment of. Vegas because he, Pacioretty is one of the most underrated players. Just always quietly one of those guys who was always doing the right things. And I, I think Vegas moving on from that I, I just kind of showed me the state of this team. You know, right now they are they're $10 million over the cap limit right now. They do have, as you mentioned, $12 mil- Well, you mentioned the injuries, but they have $12 million on the LTIR right now. So technically they do have about $2.5 million in cap space still, so they can still get better. They can add somebody closer to training camp. You know, guys like Evan Rodriguez are still out there. Sonny Milano is still out there. There's a lot of pretty interesting names But I look at this team and you go, okay, Mark Stone, uh, from the last I've heard of Mark Stone, is he's expected to be at camp but not necessarily like a full participant. Could miss start of the year as well. Uh, It sounds not very good, his injury too. So, I mean, you sit there and you, as you mentioned, Jack Eichel is there as well. And his cap hit is 12.1% of the entire cap hit Of the Vegas Golden Knights. And and you sit there and you you go, did that make your, did that trade itself make your team better? No. No. Because now you have to cater to this kid. Right. And you don't have the ability to. You don't have the cap space to. Mark Stone is 30 years old and he's your next best best player. William Carlson's a decent hockey player. He's not going to supplement a guy like Jack Eichel that well. He's not a Jonathan Marchessault, another really good player, but 31, same as Riley Smith. You have an old core trying to please a young kid who went second overall. Right And tried to bounce back from a a bad situation, yet when he moved, Buffalo's in a better situation and Vegas is is in a worse one. So I don't think it's necessarily Vegas's, the player's issue or the team's or Bruce Cassidy's issue. I think it's a Jack Eichel issue.
0: You know, as someone from Boston and who has (laughs) had the pleasure of hearing the rumors of Jack Eichel, uh, growing up or him i mean he's younger than me but like his story growing up um i i've heard that maybe it's it's not a team situation and rather um he's kind of the problem um does not surprise me in the slightest i think that we can all sit here and say okay like he did have a bad attitude in buffalo Mm-hmm. And when I mean yeah, I would be upset too if I was living in upstate New York and freezing. <laughs> and, I mean, I am. I'm, I'm miserable in New York now. But like, you know, you you want to win. You've been accustomed to winning your whole um, not career, but you know your span and hockey growing up mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the pros, and you're quote unquote rotting away in buffalo and you know everyone's like free Connor mcdavid and then it turns to free jack eichel yeah sorry brett <laughs> like you know sorry. he does finally get traded to vegas and i just i feel like it's the new taylor hall curse
1: yeah Yeah. You know what? That's a good call. Genuinely. Because Hey, another guy, Taylor Hall. I've seen and heard some of the stories of Taylor Hall and very similar. It is very similar guys who were told they were the guy their entire lives. Right. And then now they go into Buffalo for, well, actually both of them were in Buffalo at one point together. But I I mean, I'm looking at these stats and and Jack Eichel in 21 games in 2020, 21 had two goals for buffalo 18 points which is good i mean you're still yeah. getting 16 assists but two goals imagine trying to to produce at that type of point when there is no other real goal scorer in vegas right. there there's there's no one else who's gonna score shea theodore no It just—it seems like he wants to be the guy, but along with Eichel, there's no one else that they can supplement with him because he's making $10 million a year. For what? For for 25 points in 34 games?
0: Yeah, no. And, you know, I think that, you know, obviously anyone would have wanted Jack Eichel. Mm -hmm. Anyone. Like, I it came down to, or apparently it leaked. It was a false rumor that the flames were involved. And I think it came down to Matthew Kachuk basically saying, I'm not resigning in Buffalo. So that's why mm. the trade fell apart, but like you don't, and he would have probably had more success in Calgary because at least there were goal scorers there, but <laughs> yeah. you know, as a Vegas fan, you have to be kind of annoyed that, you know, your team is spending all this money on one guy who, you know, is coming back from a pretty significant surgery and now is preventing you yeah, from yeah. adding anyone else, basically.
1: And even Phil Kessel, who's a fantastic yeah. hockey player, he's a puck distributor. He's not a right. goal scorer. He distributes the puck. So does that mean Jack Eichel now has to become the... Uh, A token goal scorer there in Vegas. Can he be the token goal scorer in Vegas? Like there, there's a lot more questions going into Vegas than there are answers, and that's what really irks me about Vegas is that there are so many questions. Still, you don't even really know the status of your captain and Mark Stone. You didn't know Robin Leonard was going to go down until the entire goalie market was gone. Yeah, gone. Think of the but, goaltender that they could have had if they would have known he was going in for surgery June or July 13th. If, right. even, even they would have known July 8th.
0: Right. I just, it's so frustrating to like sit here and watch because you watched towards the end of last season when they were like, oh yeah, no, like Robin Leonard's fine. Like, it's okay and then Mm -hmm. there was a report of him needing surgery so he'd be missing the end of the season and then he shows up and is like no Mm -hmm. i'm here and then you know a few months later he's out for Mm -hmm. possibly the whole next season and you know i don't know i don't think that this is necessarily one of those situations where it's like oh like the medical staff messed up again. I don't. I don't think that. I think that it does come down to like the players, and uh, maybe not being as honest as they could be. But I'm just interested again to see how this Mark Stone situation plays out because last year he hurt his back too,
1: and that's mm-hmm. where this
0: started. And it's not easy to like rest your back. <laughs> you need. No back to move around but i don't know I it's just one of those things where i am led to believe that it's the curse of jack eichel
1: yeah well and just quickly uh, you mentioned the robin leonard thing my what was interesting about that was that came out it was near the end of the season it was when everyone was like oh they're they're not going to make the playoffs." yeah And and that came out and Pete DeBoer was like, no, no, he's, he's fine. He'll be okay. And then he was on the bench. And then the next day after the game that, that Leonard was on the bench, then he was out. Then he was out for the season. Then he was getting a surgery. Yeah. What I'm wondering about that was Emily Kaplan's report came out, I think, a, a day or two before that press conference, before that game. Yeah. And I'm curious if they were trying to – and this is all speculative, so I'm I'm not 100% sure here, but I'm curious if they were trying to have a, a press conference or, or a press release – have DeBoer announce it, have, have, have Leonard announce it, whoever do it themselves, have it on their own watch. And then that came out from the doctor. And then they're like, Oh, you know, let's backtrack a little here. Uh, That was a weird situation in general there. I I think everything just kind of got pushed almost. It was weird.
0: Yeah. And you know, I was, when I was looking at uh, stuff for this show, One of the top articles was uh, Pete DeBoer saying he still doesn't know why Vegas fired him. And I was like, hmm, maybe. I didn't read it, but I'm like, hmm, maybe. Maybe they don't want any more leaks. They don't don't want to worry about that. I don't know. I Mm. don't know. Again, it's just all speculation. But I think coming up next, we can talk more about Vegas. To wrap up the show. I think that uh, we're on a good roll here. Why not wrap it up with some Vegas? But thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. Again, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, subscribe on YouTube as well so you can engage in the conversation with us. I- I'm
1: interested in, in the coaching thing now. Yeah, because you, you mentioned that yeah, uh, you're a little closer with the understanding of how Bruce Cassidy works.
0: <laughs> I guess
1: coaches would probably be the better way to say that. But yeah. how do you think that he's going to work in Vegas? Because, again, they had Pete DeBoer. He's not sure why they fired him. So uh, what's 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 the play here?
0: Yeah. You know, I think that Bruce is one of those guys that um, can really coach a team. That's so basic, but like he has (laughs) like, he does have um, the hockey IQ to be able to take that team and what he's given and try to make it successful. You know, um, last his last season with the Bruins, he didn't miss the playoffs during his six year tenure with the Bruins. And I think that that is something that should be kind of highlighted for Vegas fans and I know like every situation is different but just remember that he was able to assemble um, teams that were able to win during the regular season without David Krejci without Chara uh, with Tuka Rask abruptly retiring after his hip injuries and his surgeries but you know, I think that it's something to look forward to because he he can get the most out of his players when you don't expect it. And he, he loves his veterans. He loves, mm-hmm. loves, 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 loves his vets. So, you know, you're going to sit there and you're going to wonder why this – random man that they signed from a PTO is on the (laughs) fourth line. Um, But he's, he's in there for a reason. Mm. And yes, I I'm making excuses for Nick Foligno, but it's, it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, (laughs) But I I do think that he is going to have to learn from, you know, basically Mm -hmm. why he was fired. Uh, David Krejci wasn't going to come back unless He knew he had a coach that would let him play with uh, pasta. So I think that Bruce is going to have to, you know, let loose a little bit and say, okay, maybe it's okay to switch up the lines and do it more than just a shift per game. And I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be able to get uh for jack eichel with jack eichel i think a healthy jack eichel will be great but as soon as he senses an attitude problem you are in the doghouse like Mm -hmm. you so i I don't know i i don't think bruce would ever scratch phil kessel because i know that's been like a topic of conversation for his iron man stretch streak yeah but i I don't know i'm interested (laughs) And that interests
1: me because I think with this Vegas team, there's going to be a lot of having to mix and match and trying to figure out what does work, what is going to work properly for this team. And it's not always going to work right away. It's not going to happen right away. It's not going to magically appear and go, oh, yeah, you know, I call Ka- uh, Carlson, and and, you know, this guy. You know, it's just, it's not going to happen. But it's uh, having a coach that is willing to be able to make those adjustments, make them at the right times. Because that was a big issue with Dave Tippett, with Todd McClellan as well, especially in Edmonton, was every time something went wrong, even a little bit, even a little, little wrong, even the Oilers are down, they just conceded a goal. All of a sudden, the the lines are all mixed up. And and you were paco on the first line. You're going, what? Yeah, what's happening here you need to be able to because there's points where you you realize that chemistry is important chemistry is probably the most important thing when it comes to playing on the ice because if you have chemistry with the guys that you're playing with then you realize okay i know where this guy's gonna be so that's that's just that's second nature now all i have to think about is the plan for the game you know if you're you're planning well and coaching well like you said he's a good coach hey sometimes you get a coaching job and you're not a good coach uh uh wayne Tough gretzky point. yeah there you go there's there's a lot sometimes you just get it off pedigree and then everybody goes oh you know oh, we made a mistake yeah but being able to have somebody who can And, and acknowledge that You know what, what Everything that I do isn't going to be right But it's a matter of correcting that wrong Having a coach like that, especially in a place like Vegas, that everything is so mishmash. You go to their roster page on their website, and they have 75 players. And obviously, that's for uh, 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 the training camp. But you sit there and you go, huh, there's opportunity everywhere for this team and a new coach is coming in yeah. guys who have not been uh, who, who've who had a difficult time under DeBoer, or had a difficult time trying to crack into the lineup new rookies coming in like zach dean you have guys like that coming in and going huh you know what maybe i can make a team maybe i can make an imprint on this new coach lucas cormier another young guy daniel Shaika, another guy who can come in and and, and you know what make a difference on this team because like here in edmonton we have a, a soccer team where they're called fc edmonton and they're they're one of not the best teams in the canadian premier league and i think i don't know if i've mentioned this on this show yet but they they've been deemed fc opportunity and and i really like that because sometimes you just have to acknowledge that you know what, maybe you don't have all the pieces in place, but you need to give somebody the opportunity to get into that place and to really force your their hand to make them play you. Make them have you in the lineup. You have to have people that you sit there and go, I can't not take this player out of the lineup because if I do, we might lose, you know? So uh, there there's a lot of... It's a new chapter in Vegas, which is interesting considering they've been in the league for six years, five years. But that's exciting.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, I think that they have the opportunity here. Like you said, uh, the headline here on one of Vegas's articles is uh, Aiden Hill is the latest player to get a fresh start. And, you know, that's a great way to look at it, no matter what team you're going to whether you know you leave in free agency you uh request a trade you, you get traded whatever um you know it is a fresh start and I think that there is a i don't want to say a a fully clean slate here in Vegas, but it's clean enough where you have the opportunity to really mm-hmm. make something of yourselves and god I hate talking nice about a team that made the Stanley <laughs> cup final in their first year but it's fine um <laughs> But I, I'm really looking forward to what they do, um, you know, as a hockey fan that I think that that's going to be an interesting part. Um, and then somebody who has to like work in hockey and like analyze these games and these teams, I think it's going to be super interesting and definitely something to keep an eye on if especially if you are in the Western Conference or if you, specifically at the Pacific Division. I don't know. We've mentioned it time and time again. This is going to be a fun division this year.
1: Yeah, it's a wide open division. It is, um, and you kind of mentioned something like very that something kind of sparked there, but it's a good point in the fact that it's not—it's a fresh start. But where else would you rather have a fresh start? Like Vegas, you're going to Las Vegas, Nevada which isn't exactly the worst destination. But at the same time, you have a pretty decent organization there. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you have very, very, very passionate fans and they sell out every game. You have traveling fans that are fantastic. Vegas Golden Knights fans are very good fans. And if you start to produce for a team like that, they're going to get behind you instantly. Instantly. They don't care where you came from. They had Alex Tuck on their first line over there for a long time. Yeah. It it just, you just it's not like you're going to Ottawa, which is not like pre Ottawa or even Edmonton in the 20, like early 2010s, right. if you're coming to a cold place, I mean, Edmonton had the fans, no matter what you're always selling out. I was thinking more Ottawa because they're, they it's don't in the sell out Nugget. games when they're bad. Exactly. It's not even in Ottawa. It's, it's in Canada. In- right. <laughs> So it's which I, I'm not saying Canada the wrong way. That is yeah, actually where it's in. It's Canada, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, but yeah, and that's the thing. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but it's not like you're going there. It's not like you're going somewhere where people aren't going to see you. And if you're you're not playing well, then or if you're playing well, people aren't seeing you. People will be seeing you and cheering you on no matter what. And that's what I think is a very fun thing for uh, Vegas.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with Vegas in general being like a tourist hotspot, you Mm -hmm. have people who aren't even like diehard hockey fans Mm -hmm. willing to shell out hundreds of dollars to watch you play. And, you know, that's, I think that's, you know, an attractive piece of playing there. So, you know, we'll have to see how this goes for them. Again, best of luck to Vancouver and Vegas. I hope you figure it out, but not enough to bump either of us out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> but we can see in the playoffs. Maybe. Yeah,
0: that's fine. I think that that's a very fair assessment. <laughs> Brett, do you have anything else you'd like to touch upon today?
1: No, no, I'm excited for informal skates happening. I'm excited. I just, I hope training camp in Edmonton is open to the public. I hope people can come and watch their new guys come in. And that's just mostly for me, just because I I love training camp. Training camp's a great time to see young players and new players come in and and start, especially for the young kids who can get time off and, and come see it. But Training camp's around the corner.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, we're counting down the days. And then before you know it, Opening night will be here and it's incredible. I can't believe that it's already September, and I've said it a million times. But (laughs) thank you all so much for tuning in to another Western Conference Wednesday here with Jess Belmosto and Brett Holden. You can find um, Locked On Flames wherever you listen to Locked On NHL, and you can follow them, follow the show. I cannot talk today. On Twitter at uh, LO underscore flames pod. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my Twitter handle right on the screen there at Jess Belmosto. And Brett, what about you?
1: You can find me personally at the real. Holden 40, exactly how it sounds, H-O-L-D-E-N. But you don't care about me, you care about the Oilers. And you can find the Oilers Twitter at Locked on Oilers exactly how that sounds. And you can also find the podcast anywhere you find any of your podcasts, and as well on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed there, what are you doing? You right. get to see the coolest background ever with an Elia Brzezgalov jersey. Come on.
0: <laughs> no, you, you do have, like, a really cool background. I was thinking of hanging up a jersey, like, on my closet. I'm just like, I don't know. you got yes. to figure something out. But Jerseys
1: are easy. Jerseys are the best. They
0: are. And until next time, uh, Locked On NHL is here for you five days a week. And, you know, we're we're here to keep you entertained and covered with full coverage of the NHL until – Opening night.